Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. And Friday morning has come around again. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. It's a wet old weekend uh, forecast for Brisbane. He couldn't make it down from the Sunshine case. It sounds like he's on the moon. Chris Nelson, how are you? <laughs> Very well, thanks, Mark. Uh, good to catch up with you. And it's, uh, it's an awful, uh, awful morning, uh, pretty much in all of southeast Queensland. We're, uh, we're in a bit of trouble Probably with our meeting tomorrow. I'm sure we'll hear more as the day goes on. But, uh, yes, we might lose a few meetings tomorrow. But we are racing at Rocky today, which is good to hear. Yeah, well, that's uh, Gunda Windy has already been cancelled. Let's have a look at um, the meetings coming up over the next uh, couple of days. If we can just turn Chris down while I'm talking. Rockhampton today for the Thoroughbreds. Albion Park for Harness. Ipswich for Greyhounds. Tomorrow. Thoroughbreds at Doomben, Mackay, Gold Coast, Toowoomba, Atherton, Blackhall and Mount Isa. Harness Racing, Albion Park, Greyhounds, Ipswich and Townsville. Then on Sunday, the Sunshine Coast for the Thoroughbreds and Albion Park and Capalaba for the Greyhounds. What, your, what are your highlights of the week, Chris? Well, we go back to last, uh, last Saturday, Mark, and I think Jaden Lloyd uh, riding a treble there at uh, the Sunshine Coast was a definite highlight. He got home on Traduce. He got home on Dream Reacher, thankfully. And he got home on uh, explosive quality. And he now is two and a half wins clear of Kyle Wilson-Taylor in the Jockeys Premiership. So that's going to be a battle royale right down to the line as the year goes on. So Jaden Lloyd riding very, very well, as is his brother Zach. Paladas was my other highlight of the week. He finally won a race. If he was ever going to win one and have some luck, uh, it was going to be last week. And Jimmy Byrne took any bad luck out of the equation. He took him to the front and he never looked like being beaten. So uh, Paladas, he'll probably go for a break now, but he goes out a winner, which uh, he's thoroughly deserved. Yeah, so uh, it's been a big week also for harness racing. We'll talk about that in a moment. But we've got some Queensland runners interstate as well, weather permitting, of course, in uh, New South Wales. Yeah, well, Sydney's had a lot of rain as well, so uh, Ramwick's a problem there. Uh, Jamaldi for Tom Button goes round in race four, hopefully at Ramwick tomorrow, the skyline for the Colts and Geldings which, is, of course, is a lead-up to the Golden Slipper. Uh, Jamaldi's two from two, and both wins have been good. Star Tontes goes around in the surround stakes. Uh, race eight, the group one for the Phillies, and she was so good uh, her last run. And Mark Alligator, Blood, we haven't seen him, or we've forgotten about him. He's gone off the radar. Well, he's now with Waterhouse Bot, and he trialled at uh, Randwick on Monday, one by six lengths. Uh, he might be back to his best, so interesting to see how he goes. He goes around in race five, the Liverpool City Cup. And, of course, Jonker. Uh, Tony Gollins trained uh, sprinter Jonker goes round in uh, Melbourne at Caulfield in race eight tomorrow, the Oakley Plate. And I can tell you that is one meeting that will definitely go ahead. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, surprising, isn't it? We're talking about weather around the country and uh, Melbourne is the one where the sun is shining at the moment. Who would have figured that? Sweet Dolly returns. 
Yeah, Sweet Dolly, of course, uh, was a $1,500 wheeling. A really good story, this one. Uh, she's a filly that won her first four starts, and then she went to the Jewel at the Gold Coast uh, last March, and she won that, that half-million-dollar race, but she uh, suffered a bad injury. Uh, she went for a surgical procedure, and she's been on the long road back. She returns at Mackay uh, tomorrow, and she will be very, very short. I think the last time I checked her odds was about $1.15, so your sort of odds for your multis, Mark, I think there. Yeah, good on you. Uh, Saudi International tonight. Sam Collett's over yeah, there. Sa- yeah, Sam Collett's over there. And Glenn Boss is over there. I know he's officially retired, but this was always going to be his swan song. Now, the date is the 25th. Now, I don't know Saudi time to Australian time. You might, but uh, I don't know. I'm guessing it's going to be in the early hours of the morning. Uh, seven races. Sorry, four races. Two on the dirt, two on the grass. Seven females, seven males. Sam Collett's representing New Zealand. Glenn Boss is representing Australia. I tell you what, not bad prize money. 400000 for each race. And the jockey with the most points at the end of those four races gets a $30,000 bonus. So some big money to be won there in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Good luck to Sammy Collett. Seven hours behind us. Didn't take 10 seconds to look that up, Chris. It's 1.36 <laughs> well, a.m. That's why you're in charge. Preparations, everything. Harness Racing Awards uh, were held on Sunday night. The uh, Queensland Harness Racing Awards and Gerardus Delight won three awards on the night. Horse of the Year um, was one of those. Um, it's training Queensland, but uh, it's got a New South Wales-based owner in Ray Carl. He was there to accept the award. Also was the Queensland Aged Pacer of the Year. I'm not sure whether that's a... I mean, that's not a politically correct, politically correct name for an award, isn't it? How would you like to win the aged pacer of the year or the aged tipster of the year? Chris, that's how I wouldn't. No. Uh, the Queensland filly and uh, or mayor of the year as well. So they were the three um, awards won. Highlight claim in the inaugural Group 1 Golden Girl a further five victories. The other nominees were Teddy Disco, Cat King Cole, Turn It Up and LL Cool J. The Queensland three-year-old of the year title went to the uh, Shane Fraser trained Manila Playboy. Um, and it was a pretty good night, too, for Darren and Angus Garrard. Um, their effort was recognised with Sir Fahrenheit, the Queensland Trotter of the Year title as well. So they're just some of the winners from the Harness Racing Awards, which were held on Sunday night. Two paces were inducted into the Queensland Hall of Fame, Kane Smoke and Slip and Slide. Uh, Kane Smoke is from North Queensland and holds the Australian record Chris, this is you would have come up with this during your research. Um, might have distracted you from uh, the time difference between Saudi Arabia and Brisbane, so I'll give you that um, uh, sort of little leeway there. Do you know what the record is for the most race wins? No, oh. but you're going to tell me. 120. I was going to say that. Yeah, right. So 120 for Cane Smoke oh. from North Queensland. How many awards were presented on the night? A few. If you did your research, you'd know a there few. was 40. So th- yeah, there's a few. Well, that's that's about as relevant as the weather in Perth at the moment. The most important thing <laughs> well, was that uh, Kane Smoke has won the most ever race wins at 120. So there's a stat for you. We better take a break here on the punters, mate, on this Friday morning. It's all thanks to Queensland Racing. Racing uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues, fingers crossed, right across the Sunshine State this week. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. A break and back with more. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com. 
www.com.au. Time now, Chris. We're just chatting. Sorry, I need to fix this. We were just chatting, Chris, about um, cane smoke from North Queensland, yes, from the Manselman family. And our next guest has a relation to the Manselman family. It's not a common name. I wonder whether that was a spooky occurrence because we had no idea. Jay Doolan, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Is there a relationship there with uh, Kane Smoke and the Manselman family and Jade Doolan? Uh, well, there is. My partner is John Manselman Jr. Uh, and John Manselman Sr. used to drive Kane Smoke and his brother was the trainer. Wow, isn't this a small world? We were only speaking about cane smoke before the break, and we had well, we knew that uh, John and you were um, together, but we had it didn't click until I just said to Chris in the commercial break, "It can't be, can it?" And it is. How? What a, a big week for you, cane smoke! What a legend, a, a record, 120 wins too. Before we get on to Jay Deal and the jockey, <laughs> yeah, Pop, Pop is quite proud of it. He's got a photo on the wall, and I know the whole Manzaman family is very proud proud of that horse. So, Jade. Um, Racing, has that been in your family for a long time? Tell us the background about you. Yeah, my father, George Doolan, he was a trainer in Ingham and, and then Cairns. We, we moved from Ingham when I was five so he could pursue full-time training. Um, he was quite successful. He won a couple of premierships, had horse of the year and that sort of thing. And unfortunately, he passed away in 2015 of cancer. Um, I was also vet nursing whilst helping his stable um, I did that for 10 years, and, and then when Dad passed away, I moved to Mackay and started working for John, and um, it's just gone on from there. Now, Jade, uh, you're a mature age apprentice. Uh, are you apprentice to John? I am. What happens there when you put in a bad... I know you've only had a handful of rides, but what happens there when you put in a bad ride? <laughs> well, he's already told me that if I slaughter one, I'm riding in the back with the horses on the way home, so it's good incentive to try my best. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you've done a pretty good job so far. You've only had a handful of rides. You've ridden two winners. Uh, Bernie's Tiger was one at Cairns on the 18th. But the one that interests me the most is Cochrane, who was your first ride, uh, or your first win, sorry, and that was at uh, Mackay recently. Now, Cochrane, uh, fair to say, he's been a bit of an enigma, and there's been some jockeys on Cochrane. I speak of Hugh Bowman, Ryan Maloney, uh, uh, Ryan Wiggins, Justin Stanley. None of those guys could get this horse over the line, but you did. Yeah, it's, uh, on his breeding, you wonder how he ended up in Mackay. But um, we, we picked him up and he came to us in great order from Tony Gollan. And um, John's dad is in him along with um, his cousin and, and a good family friend, Ian Black. And, um, yeah, he he works the house down at home and then gets to the track and has other ideas. And I said to John early on, he just gives, you know, put a kit on him and just let him run his own race. And we just kept trying with the good jockeys and everyone had a go at him and we tried every different tactic. And John put me on and, and said, jump him out and let him do what he wants. And that's pretty much what I did. And I'm just lucky that he decided that was the day he wanted to win a maiden. I was chatting to uh, to Ian Healy on the morning show uh, this morning on SEN Track. And, and, and one thing we've, we've discussed a couple of times is that quite a few trainers say, Horses uh, gain confidence, and they gain confidence out of a win. And that seems like a funny thing to say, but do horses gain confidence when they win? And is this the sort of thing that can propel Cochrane on to keep winning races? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Before before I won on him, we just gave him a real good freshen up, and 
And, and like coming, horses coming from those big stables, they have the best of everything. So they've got the water walkers and the paddocks and all that. And where we are situated, we've got our own beach. So um, I just thought if we could spice it up and do things that he might not have had. So he was just doing a lot of water walking, going in paddocks with other horses and that sort of thing, just to try and change his mindset. Um, so so we've, been, we've continued that. So I'm on him again tomorrow at Mackay. It's, it's a much stronger field tomorrow. We've got the likes of Sweet Dolly and Fire King. Um, but I'd really um, be hoping that he gives me a good feel and, and runs a good race again tomorrow. Wouldn't it be funny if he won that race tomorrow? It's the dual qualifier for the Gold Coast. He wins that and suddenly he appears back in uh, Metro Queensland basically again. It'd be a bit of a, 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 like a full circle, wouldn't it? Yeah, it definitely would be. Obviously, I won't get the ride on him down there, but um, but no, if, if you know, even if he, it's a it's a strong field, but and you know, I don't expect him to win tomorrow. Sweet Dolly is a very handy horse, um, but I, I'd just like, and I think John as well would just like to see him running an honest race, coming off his maiden win. You've got another ride there, Murano Magic, in uh, race number four for John also. Yeah, she was a, a good last start winner. I actually rode her my first day of riding at Innisfail. Um, it was a heavy nine and she didn't get through the going as well as I would have liked. Um, but she was a, a good winner last start. Um, I've drawn good again tomorrow, so um, hopefully I can, I can get her home as well. Well, Jade, thanks very much for your time uh, this morning. Much appreciated. And, uh, wow, I, I'm still trying to come to terms with the fact that we're talking about cane smoke and had no idea the connection of our next guest. And uh, wonderful to be able to uh, pay tribute to um, cane smoke and the Manselman family and uh, also speak to you. So thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good on you, JJ Doolan there. And uh, Chris, I, I don't know about you, but I'm just amazed that uh, we're chatting about that and neither of us really had any idea. No, well, the Manselman uh, family is obviously a very, very big family and they're uh, not just involved in horse racing as we now know, Mark. It's also harness racing. But, yeah, good luck to Jade. She's a lovely girl and uh, I'm sure she'll do really well. Now, shortly we're going to speak to uh, Scott Cross from Crossbet to get the latest betting markets. He might be a little bit nervous this weekend. Uh, whether or not the races go ahead at Derma tomorrow remains to be seen. But uh, he is a part owner, as you mentioned, to me in profit. So we'll speak to him about that. Up against Sea Raider, Steph's best tomorrow at Dooman is Sea Raider. So we'll talk to him about that tomorrow. And then a little bit later in the program, after 9 o'clock, we'll chat with Kelly Schweder to get an update on April and Augusta. Is that why we've got him on? Well, no, 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 it's not. Uh, well, actually, maybe, because uh, he did leave a message the other day, but I won't talk about that until we get to the actual segment. But he's got some good runners. What, an individual tomorrow, message, for message for you? Yes. Yeah, no, he said that's what when you're in a uh, when you're in a horse mark. I don't know if this is the same with your ones. I know you've only got nine dollars so yeah, far. But, but we get an individual message message on how the horse is going. With Callie, as we said before, it doesn't amount to much, but it's still a message of some sort. Yeah, he he sends it to everyone that owns a share. It's not an individual message. It's a group. It's a group text, a group email. It's called Chris. <laughs> It says, hi, Chris, how are you? And there's oh, him talking. Computers can do that. We better take a break. Other side of the <laughs> break, we'll speak to Crossbet and Scott Cross. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Queensland is racing in the Ashington Year News this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. He's been away for a couple of weeks. In fact, I'm not sure that we've spoken to him since the Australian PGA. We might have since the Australian PGA, but it's great to have Crossbet back on board for the with the punters, mate. Scott Cross, good morning. How are you, mate? 
Very good morning to you in this uh, horrible weather in Brisbane. Well, how are you? Because your horse... See, Chris mentioned... I had no idea that you're a part... Do you own more of profit than Chris owns of April in Augusta, his horse? I mean, are you probably a ma- major shareholder? No, I probably own the last inch of his tail hair, but uh, he's been very good, mate, two from two, and he was supposed to race in the Tats Cup tomorrow, but I am fairly sure that'll be abandoned. I think so. Up against Sea Raider, Steph Thornton's best tomorrow. So, is he a... See, Chris has tipped Sea Raider because Sea Raider loves the wet. What about profit? Do you know yet? Uh, we don't know yet, but if it's a heavy 10, you'd probably be scratched yeah. anyway, but uh, time will tell. Now, before we get to that, before we get to tomorrow, yeah. we've got tonight, and you'd have to be very excited because CrossBet, of course, is a sponsor of the Queensland Reds, and they take on the Waratahs, Queensland v New South Wales, <laughs> Leichhardt Oval in yes. Sydney. Absolutely. Look, it's it's very, very rare that you see the top of the tables clash between two Australian teams. If I was a Tars supporter, I'd be taking a photo because I think it'll be the last time they're on the top of the table this season. <clears throat> uh, I am biased, as you said, as a sponsor, but the Reds are $1.38 versus the Tars at $3. I genuinely think the Reds are the only Australian team uh, that are a possibility uh, of topping the Crusaders or the Blues, which I think are the favourites. So $1.38, I think, they're, I think they're priced correctly and I think they'll easily cover the line at five and a half. Okay, now while we stay on the footy codes, what's the uh, the futures market for the NRL? Yeah, look, it's exciting to have uh, NRL back on our television. Uh, no great surprise, the top four are the Storm, Penrith, Roosters, and Manly. Storm at five dollars, Penrith at five fifty, Roosters at seven, uh, and Manly at eight. And then we drop all the way down to the Broncos at twenty six bucks. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do to turn around what was uh, a horrible season last year. Yeah, horrible couple of seasons, really. Uh, the wooden spoon the year before, and I showed a little bit of improvement last year, but fingers crossed they can get their act back together in 2022. And uh, the Titans, I reckon, uh, will once again be the, the best place Queensland team, and you expect improvement from the Cowboys as well. And look, the weather not only affecting uh, southeast Queensland, but also New South Wales. A big day of racing is scheduled for tomorrow at Ranwick, uh, whether it goes ahead or not remains to be seen. But there's also a big day of racing at Caulfield. Yeah, we have the Blue Diamond at Caulfield. Um, no great surprise. I think you know, Sydney and Brisbane are going to be very hard, you know, especially with the amount of rain that's forecast. Um, if we look at the Blue Diamond, it's a really spread out field. We've seen money coming you know, for almost everything. Lofty strike, you know, count the headlights. No surprise, the biggest hold is for Jackanay. Uh, it is the favourite at, uh, at $5. However, the punters have come for revolutionary miss. Uh, Jamie Carr on top uh, has moved from seven fifty into five fifty. If I had to pick a single horse, it would be revolutionary miss, but you could make a case for a bunch of horses in this race. I think it really could be one for the exotics. Chris, your thoughts on the Blue Diamond? Uh, I like Jackano. I thought that run last time out was uh, a really good run. He just uh, missed a start by three lengths and didn't get a lot of room in the straight. And she went to the line completely untested there. But uh, I respect uh, what you're saying, Scott, because I thought Revolutionary Miss was a very good winner last time out and brings that Sydney form line. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be definitely a good one to to watch. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if something we're not even looking at wins this one. What about Lofty Strike? The, the the story around Lofty Strike, there's always stories in sport. Um, and Lofty Strike uh, with Jamie Mott and Julius Sandu as the trainer. They've never won a Group 1, um, either of them, which I was surprised about Jamie Mott. So it could be a big day tomorrow. Yeah, and at, and at eight bucks with two wins in a row, who knows? Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, Scott. We'll chat to you next week. No worries. Take care.
There is Scott Cross from CrossBet. We'll chat to him next week. News is next. We've got Follow, Fold or Forgive and Kelly Schweder after the news on the punters, mate. Is the punters, mate, on SEN. Queensland is racing and the action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Racing today in Rocky uh, for the harness racing, uh, for the uh, thoroughbreds, I should say. Harness racing at Albion Park, fingers crossed. Greyhounds at Ipswich, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens as the rain continues to tumble down in southeast Queensland. Tomorrow, Doombin, Mackay, Gold Coast, Toowoomba, Atherton, Blackall, Mount Isa. Gunda Windy has already been abandoned tomorrow. Harness Racing, Albion Park, Greyhounds, Ipswich and Townsville. Then on Sunday, Sunshine Coast, I would imagine. Chris, that's got to be on the polymer track, no doubt. Big chance, big yeah. chance. Albion Park in Capalaba for the Greyhounds. Now, follow, fold or forgive. Let's start with Star of Michelin. Well, he goes in the he goes in the follow. It's very hard between the follow and the forgive. But Star of Michelin ran last last Saturday at the Sunshine Coast in race number five. But he was only beaten two point one lengths mark, and he was looking for a run there at about the two hundred meter mark, and he couldn't get through. So he should have finished closer. And the race really wasn't run to suit. His first up run was good, so I can suggest that yeah, we'll put him in the forgive. Because I did tip him last week, so he's not a he's not a follow. He's definitely a forgive, and he's one to keep in mind next time he runs. So star of Michelin, a forgive. So you tipped him last week and came next. last, and you're having him on a forgive to cover mm. yourself. Is that the way it looks? Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah. That's what I try to yeah. do with all Fair my enough. tips. Fair enough. <laughs> Never know more. Never know more. Ran second to uh, Dream Reacher. Bless it, in race number six last Saturday. And never know more, loomed up down the outside like he was going to win the race. Jaden Lloyd was able to get through on Dream Reacher and he was too strong late. But that was uh, a good run and two uh, two good runs, consecutive good runs from Never Know More. Uh, there's a race certainly coming up for him. So he's definitely a follow, Never Know More. Panino? Well, he's gone. He's straight in the bin, this bloke, Panino. She, sorry, she's a mare. She... She looked to be in a winnable race there in the last race on Saturday. She's only beaten 1.1 lengths, but she was pushed along before the home turn. She only had 53.5 on her back, so nah, she's gone. I don't think I could ever tip her ever again. Bind is Panino. Okay, so they're the follow, fold or forgive this week. Time now to speak to our next guest on The Punter's Mate. And uh, Kelly Schweder is a regular, and we love chatting to Kelly and love to get an update on April in Augusta because it's driving me mad, Chris, mentioning all the time. Morning, Kelly. How are you? Hey, guys. Yeah, good. How all are good. You? April in Augusta is in pre-training. Well, that's what he keeps telling us. And what is yeah, pre- how, how's April in Augusta going, Kelly? Oh, it's flying. It's flying. <laughs> he doesn't know because she's not there. Well, <laughs> he, said he, he says that you send him personal messages with updates. I said it's a group email and text, but it says, Dear Chris, right? You're not giving yeah, him a special yeah. treatment, are you? No, I'm sorry to tell him that it's a, a group one. It just happens to come out that way. Now, mate, this morning... Oh, it's broken my heart. 
mate. This morning on uh, <laughs> Breakfast with Pat and Heels. Now, you're lucky we haven't had you back on with Healy, Ian Healy lately, Kelly, because his latest question this morning on the program of um, uh, Chris Nelson, I think it was Chris, uh, was do horses recognise each other? When they're in a pack, do they know? Do they when they arrive at the races? Do they know their friends and all that sort of stuff? That's Ian Healy's latest question. As a trainer, do your horses recognise each other? Do they know each other? Oh, look, at their stable beside each other, and and um, look, I, I think they do get to know you know ones at the stable beside each other, but at the races, no. Only thing they they all tend to recognise is a grey pony. You know, they all sort of get up and and whinny and carry on, but. Um, uh, as a general, I would not think, but I think when the horses are at home in their boxes, they, they, they get to know their, their partners beside each other. If you take them away, they get a bit upset, but they soon adapt. Kelly, here's Did another question, that? and we hear it a lot. Yeah, no, you did, Kelly. Yeah. Good, and I'll make a note of that for Heels, because then he's going to come yeah. back with a, he's going to come back with another one as well later, Heels, yeah. as well, he does. 100%. He he did sort of have another one this morning, and it's a, it is a question that. You could definitely answer. When horses win a race, do they gain confidence? Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, they, they definitely, some okay. of them become bulletproof. You know, I think like Moody, all them, a lot of them um, good trainers in Melbourne, uh, they all take their horses out for for easy kills. Um, it, it's the same in track work, you know. They, you, you try and, uh, when you work two or three together, you, you just try and let them all go over the post together. You keep getting flogged every day on the track and and you'll soon surrender. No, they they remember they remember a lot of things, horses, and they certainly remember victories. And to answer your heels question, I'm sure they do. Good, that's a good one to know. Uh, now you had a winner on the the poly track there at the Sunshine Coast on Wednesday, Lucky Exchange, uh, with Jimmy Orman on board. Impressions of the poly track so far? Well, look, I think it's there for that reason, exactly what it is, just to. Um, I'm not a big fan, but I'm a big fan of sort of keeping the industry going, turnover, uh, not to lose a meeting. So I think they're there to, to transfer um, races if they can't be held on the grass, and I think they're ideal for that. Um, I'm not a big fan of just racing normally on a poly track, but they're there for a purpose. And um, to be honest, the other day, you know, my owners wouldn't have got 20000 for winning that race. They would have just mm. been uh, mm. lost. So... So I think they serve their purpose, um, but mainly just to substitute for um, races that are going to be cancelled. Speaking of that, Kelly, what are your confidence levels like for tomorrow at Durban? Million one. Okay. Is that confident enough? Conf- that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> confident enough that it won't be going ahead. And Chris has done all this yeah. form as well. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, no. It's um, drizzling rain here. I'm at the office now at Eagle Farm. And, um, now look, they've had a lot of rain and the forecast is bad. You know, look, if it fined up now within the next 10 minutes, yeah, they they always sort of go ahead. But um, the forecast is um, terrible. And um, we've had a fair, fair, fair drizzling with uh, hammering with rain. So I would say a million to one. So how does that affect uh, the horses you have running tomorrow, missing your run, uh, would some of them uh, take benefit from from having the day off, or some of them uh, really take a step back? Yeah, you, you stay, take a step back, but only beauty that is, everyone else takes a step back right. too. Uh, uh, it's a real pain in the ass when the races are off. You have these programs for horses, and then all of a sudden that race is gone. So 
So the race you had planned in a fortnight's time, it's out of whack. So it has a real follow-on effect. Um, when there's a lot of rain around, you don't do as much work with them on the tracks, things like that. So, so rain's a pain in the ass. Kyle Wilson-Taylor's now with you. Uh, you've taken over indentures there. He's going great guns at the moment, Kelly. Yeah, no, he's going good, Kyle. He, he rides good. Just um, um, He's going good. He's um, working at the stables every day. So, so he's just got to keep his mind right. But um, he's a very gifted uh, rider. And, um, and um, no, he's heading in the right direction, I think. Well, he's always been in the right direction. Hatchie's done a great job with him. And... Um, no, um, he's, he's going good and um, he's obviously uh, has plenty of talent. Now, should we race tomorrow? And as you said, it's probably a million to one, but uh, you've got some runners there. Uh, race four, number five, Magic Conqueror, I thought could be a good chance. Yeah, look, he can handle the wet. Uh, things didn't go to plan the other day. He, he blundered out of the gate, so we thought we'd lead and, and slow him up, but then sort of got into a... a Put in a good spot, but it was really Jimmy Byrne controlled the race and just walked them. And I think there's probably half a length between about four or five of them, you know. So um, he can handle the wet, and he would be a genuine, genuine chance. One of my uh, partners in crime, Gibbo from Brizzy Races, who I host another show on on SEN Track. It was a big rap for Star Gamble's win at Ipswich, as were a lot of other people. Didn't fire last week. Uh, any excuses there? No, I'm not sure why, what happened there. He, he, he rode him good. He, he just didn't fire. I'm not sure. It was just, you know, look, we were, if we could run in the first four, we'd have been tickled pink because you know how hard it is to win a maiden in Ipswich and come mm. and win a, a, a really good Saturday race. Um, but um, I know he's got a lot of ability, but he didn't put it together the other day. But, you know, he's only had two or three starts, so I'll forgive him. You've got Kalpana, dual accepted at, uh, at Doombin and also at uh, the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Should we not race tomorrow, would you consider the Polytrack Sunday? Yeah, definitely. She'll, she'll go up there. It'd be nice to this money. Um, she'll take probably a run or two to get going because the better form's over a mile. So, you know, it's either that or give her another trial. So for good cutest money being a filly, she may as well go around in that type of race. You wouldn't imagine it would be a big field if we moved them. So uh, definitely go around. All right, now before I let you go, uh, Kelly, uh, back to April in Augusta. <laughs> and yeah. Mark's just rolled his eyes. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. I know she's back into the stable shortly. How long before we get a start? Because I really want to see you at the races and do some cheering. I know she'll yeah. win. Yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, hopefully this prep, she's been shins her a couple of times. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, dramas with two-year-olds. But, um, yeah, look, hopefully this prep, she'll, she'll get to the races. Well, I have a theory here. I have a theory that April and Augusta's yep. not racing yet, Kelly, because you don't want to see Chris at the races. That's the bottom line. <laughs> I've seen Wouldn't plenty the first of him one. over the last couple of years. <laughs> I have seen plenty of him over the last couple of years. <laughs> Mate, I've just had a look while you and Chris have been chatting. I've just had another look at the, the bomb and the radar and the forecast. That million to one you're offering, that's unders. Right, it's, it's closer to two and a half, three million to one. But looking at all the rain sweeping across southeast and the forecast, so uh, well, I tell you what, Dean, you're offering that, I'll have a dollar. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I'll lay off with someone then, mate. Thanks very much for your time. And um, when April and Augusta gets to the races, I might even tag along with Chris just to to have a look oh. and maybe have a dollar or two if, if I get an invite. That's that's yeah, that's thing. right. Yeah, good on you, mate. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, guys. See you, mate. Thanks, Kelly. Kelly. There and uh, well, they're not far away. 
No, I think probably what, uh, maybe eight weeks of training when, when she does get back in the stable, which I think is obviously Monday this week, or Monday coming or the Monday after. So, yeah, fingers crossed. It'll be exciting times. Mm. Are there good two-year-old races at, in the winter carnival? Yes, there are, but I don't think she'd be up to that. We might oh, see her at... Uh, you've been talking her see... up the Lux, and now... <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, Kelly's she only obviously... has the one try. Well, Kelly's obviously getting her ready for the Winter Carnival. Well, maybe that's what... Maybe he knows something that we don't. So you reckon by the time she gets back into the stable, which, what do you say, a couple of weeks away? No, then... no, probably next week. So okay, next week, and then around that we say nine weeks. Let's say nine weeks, which is two months. So we're talking April into May. Maybe see yeah. April and Augusta. Wouldn't that be ironic, Chris? If April and Augusta made it to the track in April. In April. Yeah. <laughs> the week after Augusta or something like that. Well, it's that possible. Might be too, that might be too early because Augusta's normally early April. So anyway, that would, be, that would be poetic, wouldn't it? Speaking about Very po- poetic. Speaking about poetry, uh, let's not put all this work that you've done with regards to finding a winner or two tomorrow at Doombin um, to waste because even though... Um, Kelly's got a dollar on it, two and a half million to one. Um, <laughs> it's highly unlikely that the races will go ahead tomorrow. So we will take a break and come back with your weekend forecast for Doombin and maybe a couple of tips down south, the Blue Diamond. You've already mentioned a little bit about the Blue Diamond earlier with uh, Scott Cross from CrossBet. We'll look at that in a little bit more detail after the break on the punters, mate. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. And it is a Friday morning and it's all thanks to Queensland, Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. The Ashington Q is across the state, across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And a little bit of news during the commercial break with regards to racing across the Sunshine State. Chris Nelson. Yes, tomorrow's Gold Coast meeting, Mark. Um, obviously, the track was going to be too wet there. Has been transferred to the Sunshine Coast Poly Track. Mm. There you go. As Kelly said, that's what it's there for. Yep, and uh, I'm sure the jockeys based on the Gold Coast are delighted that to get to the Sunny Coast, but those Brisbane-based jockeys who drive down to the Gold Coast, can they get to the Sunshine Coast? Can these horse floats get from the Gold Coast, potentially, or Brisbane to the Sunshine Coast, Chris? Well, I'm tipping we might see uh, quite a few scratchings from those uh, first acceptances that we yep. saw. So, yes, we've got a meeting, but we won't be blessed with big fields, I wouldn't think. Now, some news out of the Blue Diamond, Chris. Lofty Strike um, is out of the Blue Diamond, presented with lameness again. The VRC vet and a uh, Racing Victoria vet, sorry, and an independent vet have inspected um, Sebenac, Kiki Express and Lofty Strike ahead of the group one Blue Diamond tomorrow, and Lofty Strike is out, not suitable, the Colt not suitable to race tomorrow. Kiki Express, who displayed lameness in the left four yesterday, has improved and was past fit. And Sebenak, who was reinspected as a precaution, was also past fit. So that uh, story about Julia Sandu and um, Matthew Mott, well, uh, Jamie Mott, sorry, not Matthew Mott, the Australian women's cricket coach, uh, shan't be happening because Lofty Strike won't be running in the Blue Diamond and is massive news for a Colt in a um, stallion-making race. Yeah, and it's, look, it's a good thing that the stewards uh, have these inspections beforehand because the worst thing or the last thing we want to see is, uh, is these horses run and do any further injury to themselves. And, of course, we don't want to see the punters do their money cold either. So, mm. you know, better the horse comes out if it's not right. Righto. Let's have a look at your weekend forecast. We'll start at Doomman, uh, two and a half to three million to one 
uh, the races tomorrow. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you like? Well, I do like a few, and I think these will run well, should we race, and they'll handle the conditions. Race three, number eight, Night Mariner, uh, is a horse that we know well. Uh, this is the, the horse that ran in the Wink Skinnies at the Sunshine Coast back in July 2020. Ran second, but broke its pelvis. So it was off the scene for a long time, returned a couple of weeks ago at Doombin, ran a really good race running on from the back, got into some traffic issues in the straight, was only beaten just over a length. Up in distance tomorrow, second up, fitter. I know a lot of people say that uh, second up off a long break isn't really, um, isn't good. They can put in a, a subpar performance, these horses, but I don't think that'll be the case with Nightmare. And I think uh, he's got absolute lengths on those. He could put in a subpar performance and still beat them. Is that much better than them? So race three, number eight, Night Mariner. Uh, race seven, number eight, Je Suis Belle for Mark Curry out at Toowoomba. I really like this mare. She's so consistent. 15 starts, seven wins, seven placings. She was first up at the Sunshine Coast about a month ago. Thought she might need the run. She was beaten an eyelash, basically running on from last. She loves the wet ground. She's going to strip fitter. I think she'll be too good for those, especially in those conditions. So race seven, number eight, uh, Jusui Bell. Race eight, number three, Tremonto is a horse that ran some really nice races last prep. Uh, ran second to Desert Lord in a listed race. Ran second to Weona Smart One, who was flying at the time. Resumed with a last-placed finish recently, but sat three wide, no cover on what was a solidly run race. Was the first to fold, but probably entitled to. So I think is a lot better than that. Against this field, uh, might just be too strong for them. You get about 6 or $7 and uh, handles the wet ground extremely well, does Tremonto. So he's my value bet. So the best bets are race three, number eight, Night Mariner. Race seven, number eight, Je Suis Belle. And my value is race eight, number three, Tremonto. That is at Doombin, should we race. Sea Raider is Steph's best for tomorrow. She's got a lot of rows tomorrow, Steph. Um, so, And I noticed on the Jockeys Premiership that Ben Thompson, uh, I think he has 18 wins this season so far, and Boris has 15. So they're neck and neck. That'll be a bit of a battle between those two. They're way, a long way behind Jimmy Byrne, um, I think it is. But uh, that's the um, pretty close between those two. That's... There's some really good rivalry at the moment, isn't there, in mm. these uh, in these jockeys' premierships? And they'll be become even more so as we get closer to the end of the season. <clears throat> okay, me. so Doombin we've had a look at. Um, what about the Blue Diamond? You mentioned it briefly before. Now that uh, Lofty Strike is out, does that change your thoughts? Does it make you more confident or anything at all? Yeah. No, it makes me more confident about uh, Jackano for Damien Lane. Mick Price and uh, Michael Kent Jr., they train the horse at Cranbourne. Uh, as I said, that debut win at Caulfield back in uh, December last year was on Boxing Day. Came from second last of 14 runners, uh, last or third last on the home turn, and then just raced away to score by almost three lengths, and then returned at Caulfield a couple of weeks ago in the Blue Diamond Prelude. Missed the start three lengths behind Lofty Strike. Uh, made some ground along the inside, but never really got a crack at them. Damien Lane just had a lot of horse left under him as they went over the line. There was a lot there, and this horse could just uh, blow them away tomorrow in the Blue Diamond. So I'm very keen. Jack and no, and you still get a reasonable price too. I mean, last time I checked was around $5. Obviously, with the scratching of the favourite, it's going to shorten up, but still reasonable odds for mine. Randwick tomorrow with uh, the weather the way it is, uh... That's, you know, 50-50 maybe at best to go ahead tomorrow, but there's some big races there as well. There are, and look, I think they've had 200 mils at Randwick in the last uh, seven or eight days, so plenty of rain in Sydney as well. Race two, number one, Delexo. It was the best of good things beaten last time out. This is a, 
uh, midway this race, one of the uh, the restricted races for for country provincial performers. Uh, Jay Mack, he couldn't get any room when he needed to in the straight, and the horse uh, once clear late finished off well. Eleven hundred metres, people might have a query on. Uh, heavy track, people might have a query on, but his record on soft is good. I think he'll be uh, the one to beat in that race. So race two, number one, Delexo. Race five, number two, Ellsberg resumes from a break. Trolled really well. Is three from three fresh. Loves the wet ground. You can see it going forward and sitting uh, in the first four. I think we'll win that race. Interesting that race, Mark, because Alligator Blood resumes for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Do we still claim Alligator Blood as a Queenslander? I suppose you wait and see how well he goes first. Well, I, the trial was pretty impressive. Did you see the trials? You should have because you are a, uh, a trial person and you should be keeping an eye on that. I did won the trial on Monday by six lengths and looked like yeah. the alligator blood of old. But let's yeah. see him do it under race conditions oh, before we okay. get carried away. Oh, fair, fair enough. Um, now, have you been on the phone? I saw you on the phone during the commercial break. Um, on the phone to John Miller, no doubt, to try and get an invite for tomorrow's races. Were you successful or are you still banned? <laughs> Not as yet. Not as yet, but you're giving me an idea. Yeah, well, you won't <laughs> have anything like, to do with There'd be nothing to do, but I wouldn't have thought. No, I wouldn't think so. It'd be a quiet afternoon. Maybe a double header. Polytrack tomorrow and Polytrack Sunday. There you go. There you go. You might be able to sleep there overnight if you want. <laughs> Don't put the ideas into my head. Well, uh, that... Race seven. We've got time for one more. Yeah, or that's where? It. Race seven where? Randwick. Wow, you've been Race busy. Race seven at Randwick uh, is one of the highlights of the day. The Chipping Norton Stakes, Group 1. We see Very Elegant go around. We see Think It Over. And we see Colette for Godolphin. And Colette is an absolute mudlark. I'd be uh, suggesting you have something on her each way. Race 7, number 9. So there's plenty of tips for tomorrow. And just repeating, tomorrow's Gold Coast meeting has been transferred to the Poly Track on the Sunshine Coast. And that may well yep. be the only meeting that goes ahead tomorrow, that uh, Poly Track Sunshine Coast meeting tomorrow. Sammy Highlands just walked into the studio giving me a look like, what are you talking about? I'll explain to you shortly, Sammy. Thank you, Chris. We'll catch you. No, I won't catch you next week. It's you and Sammy because I'm having a week off. Yeah, and then I'm off for a couple of weeks. So then it'll be you and Sammy. So it'll be four I look weeks forward to that. We... Yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah. Yep. Right on, mate. I'll see you in a few weeks. Will do. See you, Mark. Chris Nelson on the punters, mate. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Chris and Sammy next Friday. I'll see you in a couple of weeks.